Howdy, buckaroos. Y'all better saddle your undomestic equines right quick because the Podrilorian is back with the Mandalorian, Chapter 11, The Heiress. And oh, we are we gonna burn the breeze straight through this bucket of blood called Trask? <laughs> That's, I could not come up with a better description for Trask, <laughs> yeah. frankly. Is it not? <laughs> So wipe those hot rock crumbs from your face, finish your Kansas sheet dip, and put on your boots with the spurs. Because it's time for Meg to talk about fish people. <laughs> Do you mean Boba Fett's signature spurred boots? It's with the spurs, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I'm never going to hear that song again for the rest of my life and not sing Boots with the Spurs. Spurs. They have that whole club looking at her. (laughs) You're welcome. Got that whole honky tonk looking at her. (laughs) The song is actually about Dolly Parton. Yes. Yes. You heard it here first. All hail our queen, Miss Dolly. With the spurs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that went over. I was like, is this song too old? Will people not. not get it? We it's named an episode it's, Boots it's with exactly the Spurs right. like a month and a half ago. So <laughs> I don't remember a month and a half ago. No, I know you that don't. Was so long ago. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not that old because I used to. I hope it's not that old. Because I used to too. No one understood. They're like, this isn't a joke this time. Yeah, what's with this weird title? <laughs> Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm going to rewrite that entire song to be about Dolly That Martin can be now. the first song of 2004 Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Subscribe to our Patreon to understand that joke. <laughs> what if, no, our band name should be Athens Olympic Aquatic Center. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. A-O-A-C. After the pool. It's almost AOC. Yeah, but it's AOAC. <laughs> Means a lot of people are going to accidentally Google us, which is great. <laughs> All right. And a lot of Republicans are going to immediately hate us. Right. I mean, I'm still only hearing good things. Normal. <laughs> There's no downside to this. Very normal. Um, okay, I'm done with that voice. <laughs> That was like a whole 30 minutes of doing that. <laughs> you kept that up for a long time. I'm very, I'm very talented. <laughs> Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated. Life's like this, you. You fold and you crawl and you break and you take what you get and you turn it. All right, so chapter 11, the heiress. It's nap time. (laughs) Trask looks pretty nice from space because it's not a fucking desert, but I also take that back after watching the actual episode. (laughs) Um, Apparently, a cool Mando swear is dank (laughs) ferric. 
I love it. Every time they say it's it. So it's so stupid. Good. I it's love just, it, but it's so stupid. It's just them dank memes. Like, dank. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Dank, Farrick. It's weird. It's weird. I feel like this season already has introduced a lot of, like, very particular words and phrases that we did not get in the first season. <laughs> like, there really wasn't anything specific to the Star Wars universe. Yeah. As far as, like, phrases go in the first season. Like, there wasn't any snorts of Spachka. Um, mm-hmm. What? Or Two skanks and scud piles. One for its tail. <laughs> Never going to let anyone forget that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like that it's, I will give it this. I like that it's like Star Wars in universe swearing. Yeah. Because yeah. it always catches me off guard whenever someone's like, what the hell are you doing in Star Wars? Yeah. You have a concept of hell? Is that a thing? Like, I know it yeah. should. I know it's a very nerdy pedantic thing. No, it's, I understand that because in my science fiction novel, nobody's ever going to say hell. Yeah, but it's like when Poe Dameron says ass, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> That's so funny. Listen, yeah, Poe okay Dameron has learned every word for behind that he could possibly know. <laughs> if there's one word that Poe Dameron knows but how I to like, say. I like the Star Wars curse. I like Carabast. I like Dank Farrick. I like Blaster Bolts. Poe Dameron's <laughs> like, I like the Carabast on that one, if you know what I'm saying. Waggles eyebrows. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is I'm pro dank <laughs> Great. Please add that to your Twitter bio. <laughs> I'ma do it. Don't do it. Do it. <laughs> so the crest becomes a literal fireball entering the atmosphere, which is just like in Fast and Furious 8, Fear of the Furious, where <laughs> Dominic Toretto's racing around Cuba because a guy disrespected his wife. And he's in a piece of shit car and it catches on fire. And then after he finishes, he flips the car over into the water, which is exactly what happens in The Mandalorian. <laughs> so, Ray Stellis Howard, a fan of <laughs> Face of the Fate of the Furious. <laughs> Meg, I love how, I love so much how <laughs> literally everyone on Twitter for the past several days has been like, what a nice homage to Ron Howard's Apollo 13. Yeah. That scene was. <laughs> And you're like, no, it is. Real fans know. It is just like. Furious. It is just like in Fate of the Furious. That's what this is just like. Correct. Fuck Um, your Apollo 13. It was barely Apollo 13, okay? She did confirm that it was an homage, though. She on Twitter was like, yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Yes. Do you think she would say no if someone asked about That's an excellent point. It'd be like, oh, were you paying respect to your dad? And she's just like, nah. Yeah, definitely my dad's movie. It was Fate of the Furious. (laughs) It was Fate of the Furious. But also Fate of the Furious. Have you seen it? (laughs) Um, While we're talking about our hero, Bryce Dallas Howard, can we just say what a breath of fresh air it was? I mean, I'm I'm glad she's back. She directed my favorite episode of season one. And you can just tell when the women are directing the episodes. And it was, you could tell. I, I don't, I don't know how to yeah. say it other than that. And it was just, it was nice. It was a good this, episode. This she's a solid director. My, she's such a good director. Mm-hmm. This might be like my favorite episode of the entire show. Did she I write agree. this episode or did someone else write it? 
Favreau wrote I think it. Favreau I think Favreau wrote, wrote it. it. To be fair, okay, something I do want to point out, because I talked about it on Twitter, is that when you've got a writing room, which I'm pretty sure this show has, um, everyone writes it. Like, everyone yeah. does the plot points and the beats and all of that stuff. And then the, st- the lead writer of that episode will take it away and write the actual episode. But it is a collaborative effort. So blaming all the failures on one person isn't actually how it works, even though you can't blame specific lines on one person. Yeah. I, mean, I would just I'm- like to say, this is why you have a diverse writing team when right, you're sure. thing. Yeah. yeah. I also thought, so, so I watched the, uh, the um, what am I trying to say? Oh, the behind the scenes <laughs> special on Disney Plus about season one, where yeah. it was basically just Favreau and Filoni talking for hours on end but they did when they talked about Bryce Dallas Howard they talked about how you know she's a she's a rookie to this like she hadn't really done any major directing before this and for season one they gave her arguably the hardest episode to direct because of the setting that they were in and and the logistics of shooting that episode um Which episode and was hers? the um sorghum the one with uh Omera and, and oh boy the jungle planet the sanctuary um, but right. anyway, I think best, once again, it showed episode it sort of that season. Yeah. yeah. Once again, this episode was like, it looked like the setting was not an easy place to shoot. And just once again, it just, it's clear that she's got a, a gift for like shooting in these challenging locations, which is pretty cool. This is why like, cause they gave her like a chance and she excelled at it. Like, I want to see this happen more often, you know? Yeah. And I know like this was definitely like a, sh- this is, this episode is like at least 10 minutes shorter than like all the other episodes but i really liked you didn't notice necessarily that it was shorter i did not realize it was shorter (laughs) right because it's like 35 minutes with plus like um and but i felt like the driving pace was great and she still managed to get in those like humorous moments like Mm -hmm. the baby yoda moments like the the physical comedy moments while still like keeping this pace up and like telling this full story in 35 minutes and um, not making it super fan service either which i right. feel like very easily happened with this episode yes yep. um and like you know i was talking about it with a friend of mine who is not a big star wars fan and he was basically like am i supposed to know who that mandalorian is i'm like oh yeah she's in like she's in clone wars She's in a few episodes of Clone Wars. She's like, and she was in a couple episodes of Star Wars Rebels. She's like an important Mandalorian figure. And he was like, okay. And he was basically telling me that he didn't miss anything by not knowing who yeah. she was. No. She's just a Mandalorian that's there that's helping to progress the story. One thing but, I am actually really no, good you at know, is- but it, it's, it wasn't like a distraction, at least in that particular, like my particular like anecdotal evidence there. But yeah, one thing I am good at is actually like shutting off all the parts of my brain that understand something um, and going into... <laughs> That sounds really bad. Um, and going into like a game or a movie or a book as if I haven't, don't know anything about it. Um, and going to like that, I was like, she's just a cool looking Mandalorian. Cause like, she doesn't even, yeah. it doesn't even go into her being the previous Mandalore. Um, like there's not really any lore stuff you need to know about her to know that she's just a cool Mandalorian. And I'm sure like later I... in the season, they're probably going to expand on that. Cause she clearly yeah. is out for the dark saber. And I don't think that's the last time we're going to see her. It would oh, be really weird if it was. So I think they'll they'll probably just like kind of reveal that information and hopefully they'll make it so that you don't have you you don't need to have watched Rebels to understand what's going on. Yeah. Sorry, Heath, I cut you off, my bad. Yeah, I was gonna say I watched all of Clone Wars and all of Rebels, but I couldn't tell you who this character was <laughs> or anything. Are you sure you watched them or did you like watch them? I mean he also I, read most I of the watched... X-Wing books, and I bet he doesn't know any of the characters from those either. To so, be fair, like, neither can I go. do that. Um so I can vouch for the I know nothing about this character, but also didn't 
lose anything yeah. by her appearance. If anything, I was like, oh, I should go back and watch that stuff. Yeah, like, I am. Yeah. I have convinced my flatmate to watch Siege of Mandalore with me tonight because I'm so, like, yeah. if we're going into Ahsoka and all I'm that gonna stuff. put a pin in this discussion. Yep. Sorry, because that comes in later. That's fair, because that's fair. Meg is talking about fish. <laughs> talk about fish. Let's let Meg talk yes. about fish. This was the Meg talking about fish segment and we this ruined the, it. This is the fish segment. <laughs> I'm sorry, and then you I'm give us an opening and we will just go for it. <laughs> yeah, so like, I'm cutting you off right now. <laughs> it is fish time. It is Meg's fish time. <laughs> I'm wearing my shark dress. It we is need fish some, time. We need some like theme music to put in here for Meg's fish time. Dunna, Sorry. Okay. So, Mon Cala, dark dock worker in a sweater. Oh my God. Greater than or less than Ben Solo in a sweater. Greater than. Infinitely greater than. That was amazing. I want that sweater. That sweater was like handcrafted beautiful navy color like matched with the coveralls um like chef's if they sold that sweater as merch they would make a a good buck i will wear that sweater i'm gonna i i would just be like oh. they'll make at least one buck clearly yeah <laughs> me like too, i'll buy it i'll be sweaters. like oh this is my boyfriend's sweater my boyfriend this moncala um <laughs> i would wear it and be Meg like this is, is a my polyamorous relationship with every mon calamari <laughs> i yes correct and also jeff <laughs> also dinner leader. and also dinner leader <laughs> are we sure he's not moncala have we ever <laughs> seen him in admiral akbar in the same place at the same time I'm just saying he could be more Mon, Mon Cala if you tried. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll so. let you save that conversation for off air. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, I love you. Um, so the crest almost makes it to the landing pad like easily and then it just tips over in the water. Oh, funny. Which is so, so funny. At this point, I paused like, and just stood up and applauded because I didn't know what else like, to do at this point. The best part is that you can hear the Mandalorian go, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I love that Din Jern has the equivalent of like a 1970s pickup truck that just will not die and he refuses to let it die. It's like the door has fallen off. There's <laughs> There's like this, rust underneath it. He doesn't this have another episode. choice. <laughs> this entire episode, I just was like, I identify with it because this entire episode felt like the BMW I used to drive. My dad had like a set, growing up, my dad had like a 71 pickup truck that was a piece of garbage. It nearly killed my mom and my sister on one Jesus occasion. Christ. And we still drove that truck around. Of course. Sometimes it's just like that. Like my, the old car I was driving was literally my mechanic every time I drove in. I could see the look on his face was exactly like that Mon Calamari. <laughs> he was like, huh. And he told me it was a desk drive. And he was like, why are you driving this? And I was like, because I don't have anything else to drive. I mean, and so I very much identify with Mando in this. Ash, Ash put it perfectly when earlier she tweeted that the Mon Cala looking and then shaking their head and then walking away was me during every Rogue Podrick episode. Because <laughs> that, is, that is a big mood of just being like, oh, no. <laughs> Let's just be over here. Um, so the man, like, they, they tow the crest out of the water and there's, like, seaweed over it. It's so funny um but when (laughs) when the mando comes out and talks to the moncala dock worker um 
he's just like, do what you can with it. And the Mon Calus looks at the money, he's just like, I'll feel it up. <laughs> and it still yeah. holds fuel. <laughs> and like, so funny. So relatable and so funny. They could make it around, like make it fly again. I don't know. Um, there's also a ton of Corin walking around. So interesting that both of them are. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, from what we know in, in the Clone Wars and ancillary material on Mon Cala, the Corrin and, and Mon Calamari both live there and they are at odds with each other. Yep. So like, what is it this. that both of these species have now also colonized I think, like, this in, planet? Yeah. In, I think in like Refugees War or whatever, like they live in the same place sometimes. So it's yeah, entirely possible they're refugees or like they're so separated from like uh Mon Calamari, the planet, um, that like it just doesn't really matter to them. Or they might still be at odds and just kinda hate each other secretly. Yeah. That's a good like, one. We didn't really get any sense of them on this planet being at odds, but it could certainly still be like some some undertones. I mean just, from what really we saw into... from what we saw, the Mon Cala was nice and cool and the Corn <laughs> were all dicks. dicks. <laughs> right. so, which, you know we're gonna talk about later. We're gonna talk about later. Like right. like the note that I have for Ash and Saf, there's also a note for me to talk specifically about. Okay, that. sorry. We are okay, not good, doing good. well staying on agenda tonight. No. Um but <laughs> We're like yeah. still in the opening scene. But like show. I know <laughs> But we've we've also talked about all the other scenes already. <laughs> like I know we haven't talked about all the scenes because I have opinions. Yeah. Um I know that there is a place where like Quarren had just Quarren had gone and like colonized to get away from like the oppression of the Mon Cala. And so at first I thought this could have been that place because you only see like the, the Mon Cala dock worker, but then they go into the, the chowder pub and like, there's a bunch of them. So I was like, Oh, guess it's not that. I, so. think, it, I think it might be like, they just both, they're both like an aquatic species that navigated to a planet that both yeah. navigated to a planet that was friendly for aquatic species. Like, yeah. Because the frog lady said, I wish her name wasn't frog lady. I wish that wasn't yeah. the only thing we had to go off of. <laughs> Should we give her a was, name? I, or would I that mean, then be it's not, forgetting the issue at hand? Yeah, I just keep calling her frog mama because I like mama at least better than lady. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so the mama basically says this is the only planet that's hospitable to our species. So yeah. maybe it's a similar thing with moisture levels. Yeah, and they're yeah, I don't know. Yeah, temperate climates, etc. Um, Very oceany. And so, Ma- Frog Mama's looking around, and she sees Frog Papa. Oh my gosh! Um, this is the most Le- beautiful scene in Star Wars, and no one can. I was just together. gonna say, legitimately one of my favorite Star Wars moments. It's it was so, so beautiful. All of Star Wars. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, they greet each other, and then, like, they're, like, Mama shows them the eggs, and they're both just, like, hugging the egg container, and they boop their snoots together, and, like, just so, uh, like, you can tell how much they when, love each other. It's so When good. she took those eggs off her back and showed him, and he got so excited, I just... Oh, so cute. <laughs> I need to go back and watch it because I clearly still had a little bit of PTSD from the week before because anytime those eggs were out I was like oh my god please and then like Yoda little Yoda was around the eggs a lot this episode was, and I was yeah. just like so nervous 
They're like, especially because there was so much discourse TM towards the end of the week oh, about the gosh. eggs. I was like, I just like something is gonna happen that's gonna feel more discourse. And I I'm keep have to like watch screaming, like don't don't eat them. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I need to go back and watch it again now that I know that there's a, a happy it's ending beautiful. to this episode. Yeah, and like, that, like, just not have that nervousness that I felt the first time I watched yeah, it. Yeah, I watched it twice and I gotta say second time around, a lot less anxiety. Yeah. Extreme um, dad feels, though. Yeah. Just couldn't really handle it. <laughs> yeah, Bail Organa now has company at the top echelon of dads in Star Wars with Frog Papa. Like, those are like top two dads in Star Wars. <laughs> So Frog Papa's like super thankful to the Mandalorian for getting his family here more or less safe. You will hear about that later. Um, and he gestures to the inn when Mando asks about others of his kind. Um, and of course, at that point, Mando senses a person in a cloak watching him. But when he looks over, they're gone. Ooh. <laughs> Can I just say... I'm glad this episode I no longer have to hear the words Sabine is definitely in the Mandalorian trailer ever again because that was such a thing and had continued to be a thing until this week when it's like it's not Sabine you idiots it will still I'm sorry to tell you that Ash it still might be a thing I say we're not out of the woods yet on this one that wasn't Sabine (laughs) but we are not out of the woods on this yet we are not out of the woods at all um just don't we might need it we might we might need one more MacGuffin to get us to a new information about mandalorians and yeah just don't don't it's gonna be kids. fucking barris okay let me and brian be right for once if it's barris i'll be happy if it's sabine i'll be annoyed so okay hold on stole fish people <laughs> i'm sorry that's all i have to say so, about that great um, as they walk to the inn, Frog Mama looks behind to make sure that like Yiddle and everyone is following, but a safe distance away from the eggs. <laughs> um, and like Papa's still just like these my eggs now, and so beautiful. Um, and so they go to this chowder pub, <laughs> and there are so there's only Moncala basically in this tap cafe. So like sign me up for this chowder pub, which is. A terrible name for a chowder place, pub. but I'm gonna call it that because that's. I was what it signed is, up for the chowder pub and still, until I saw how the they chowder? were serving the chowder, and then I was like, mm, <laughs> "It's oh, so yeah. funny!" I don't know. <laughs> it's chowder, so funny. it's chowder but, on tap. What's wrong? Yeah, if you're a chowder like, pub. You're gonna this, have chowder on tap. In this chowder pub, <laughs> there's Moncal eating chowder. There's Moncal with head wraps. There's Moncal with a scarf. Like so many varieties. I'm so blessed. I'm uh, well fed, and it's not just the chowder. I was about to say this is the most fun call I've ever seen, but then I remembered that Clone Wars exists. So that, that doesn't is an count. Statement does not count. I don't like the animation. <laughs> They're not handsome and beautiful in the animation. Um, Meg has spoken. They are handsome and beautiful in life, in like real, real life, real Mongala. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mando and Yiddle sit down, and Yiddle gets a boat a bowl of chowder that comes from a ceiling tube. Amazing! Each table has its own ceiling tube of chowder! Chowder on tap at the chowder pub. What? That's the only way you could have chowder at a chowder pub. It's amazing. It's gotta be on tap. <laughs> um, it's great. I love it. So, the man doesn't want any chowder because he doesn't have his chowder straw to, like, drink it with still the helmet on. Um, but the Moncala with a scarf is like everyone who sits has to eat, which is a good rule. 
Um, but the Mando has that Mon Calamari flan he was paid with in that first episode. Good callback. Um, and like slides it over because he might not buy chowder for himself, but he will buy some information. Um, he's so awkward when he does this. He's you could have just wink, stopped. Wink. He's so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> he's so awkward. Like, this is what I would be like if I was trying to buy information. <laughs> You would just say, I would like, but I'll buy some information. <laughs> he had to slide the money. I would like money. a chowder like, for the baby and an information for me. One that information is for me. Do you have an information tube that you can use? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what informations do you have on tap? <laughs> <laughs> Are any I'll of have one, Mandalorian flavors? Yeah, I'll have one location of hidden Mandalorians. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so oh, that's a, that's, that one's local. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the Monkel in a scarf goes over to speak with a Quarren, um, about the other people that they've seen through here wearing Beskar. And I have some questions about the tiny live octopus in the chowder. Is it actually an octopus? Is it a young of a Corin or a Monkel? Like, <laughs> I, I think it's, questions. I think it's, I think no. it's a spocktopus. It's a spocktopus. It's a spocktopus. And it's, it's still alive. In the <laughs> you know, I mean, you, a lot of a lot of people do like to eat fish when they're still flopping around. You know, like yeah, yeah you know the lobster. Like, you go to a seafood place and there's lobsters in a tank. Yeah, but you don't. When you're about to eat it, it's not alive. Maybe the chowder cooks the octopus as you're waiting for it. Like, you do, as you're, like, eating the chowder, it, like, cooks the octopus. I'm about or, to sound like a stupid white person, but I'm pretty sure there are some cultures where they eat live seafood where it's still alive. Yes. O- octopus is also, um, it is a delicacy in, like, Korea, Japan. and um, yeah. But, like, I don't think that applies to this chowder. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a fin- it's like a nice little treat. So and you like a little octopus. I'm so just- are, you, are you suggesting it was like an overlook and they accidentally got a live octopus because they're just like, they have shitty health standards in, in, in this particular I'm, chowder? I'm wondering, I'm wondering where the keg of chowder is that they are <laughs> Mando was so nonchalant <laughs> about it too. He was like, don't play with your food. I think, yeah. I think it is just part of the food. Yeah. Baby Yoda doing a keg stand (laughs) (laughs) on the keg of chowder. (laughs) Oh, I want that deleted scene. I just like how, like, what is the temperature of this chowder that the octopus is fine? Like, it's a thermophile for for how long in this in the keg? Like, I just I just have a lot of questions that don't have any answers. It's chowder octopus. It just lives in the chowder. The chowder is its natural habitat. It has evolved such like that. Like a Dianaga, it just lives in the chowder. It just lives in the chowder. Oh my gosh, a chowder Dianaga. That's Great. what it is. You know I what? did, I, I did just love that Din like stabbed it with his vibroblade and was yeah. like, stop playing with your food. Yeah, he was so chill about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like Baby Yoda wasn't even playing with his food. The octopus jumped out at it. Maybe at this point, because Baby Yoda's eating eggs and live spiders, he's like, That's yeah, it. he'll eat the, he'll eat the octopus. That may be the case, Seth, but Baby Yoda doesn't get the benefit of the doubt at this point. No! Yeah. Like, Din, Din is well within, like, his assumptions to be like, yeah, the baby just wants to eat this octopus. Like, stop mucking around. You You're were just wrong. whining a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, you wanted food, you have food. Eat your Din chowder is- octopus! <laughs> Din has turned into, like, like a dad in the eighth hour of a road trip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One black coffee. 
So the the Quarren comes over and says that they can lead the Mando to the others for a price. And it's only a few hours sail away. Um, and then it cuts to boats in Star Wars, which Rogue Padron called. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. Rogue Padron's right about everything. I'm so proud of us. I think we called multiple things in this episode, and I'm so, so proud of us. Um, and the how it pans in on the boat with the main theme music was like super epic like it's yeah, really it was good. So good it was a great show. i was also very prepared for this to take a moby dick turn yeah. it didn't but i was prepared for it to happen <laughs> now i'm thinking about glove of darth vader and i don't want to think about that so the quarry <laughs> captain <laughs> oh i forgot about that yeah <laughs> and leviathor jumps yeah. out of the ocean which <laughs> great i'm here for leviathor um, leviathor's here too the corn captain asks if Mando has ever seen a mama core feed, um, which mama core sounds like cottage core, but for moms, like for white moms. I so, was like, like Manticore, but a mom? Could be. I, was, I heard Montacore. It was I mama core. Paying attention to the song. Um, so they said that the kid might be interested in it. So they go to the tank's edge and watch. Um, the Corrin keeps talking, and as they drop the fish into like, the water- I was like, oh, what a nice Corrin. <laughs> to get the Mama Corps' attention, they boop the baby's egg right into the water where the Mama Corps swallows it. I literally screamed at this. I, was I did me, too. Me here. Me, I, me here. I, I, there there were so many, like, bad vibes, but I just didn't, like, where he's like, let the baby watch. So no unexpected. part of me was like, don't trust that. I was just like, yeah, oh, I was like, oh, he wants the baby yeah. to watch this cool thing. Right. Like, I, I like, probably would like that. Right. <laughs> and then he pushes the baby, and, and I was like, what? Like... He just, that, he, he just, but, no, but. Yeah. I was, yeah. yeah. Like, so I've got boats. People have been like, come look at this whale. And I'll be like, cool, a whale. Like, that's and a thing you do. So I was like, he just wants to show this baby a cool monster. And then I ended up screaming. Not a great I think time. just because up to this point, er, ever all the the island dweller or the planet dwellers just seemed like chill, like blue collar, like they just seemed like good people, aliens. Yeah, it's because most of the ones we met were Mon Cala. Right. Yeah. Um. And once again, we discover that Mon Cala are good. A and Mon Cala would never. Dicks. This is not. There's not a both sides thing going on on Mon Calamari. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone so, knows how it is. Yeah. So. Um, apparently the Mama Corps is the water version of the Nobby White Spider's mouth and also the Rathtar's mouth. And Star Wars needs to get some new fucking creature designs <laughs> because it's all the same, which is just a big circular tube mouth with like levels of teeth. And like, if it's going to be a squid-like creature, where's the beak? Where's the beak? Where's the beak? Hashtag, where's the beak? Um, like. Really, though, it's like, is that a Rathtar? Right. Like, they all just, it's <laughs> yeah. the exact same thing. And it's just like, stop, stop it. Stop it. See, if this was all one planet, you could at least feel like, well, right. this is the evolutionary track this planet's taken. But it is not. It's multiple planets. With very different, like, types Biomes. of, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. They just need to do more. Um, so Mando dives in, of course, after Yiddle, and the Quarrens close the grate over them they try to drown the mando because they'll be rich because of the baskar uh mando manages to stay afloat and then cue the techno fight music i just because... want to say i appreciated that mando dove in without a second of hesitation he didn't even yeah. think about it he was just like oh my son and jumped right in <laughs> i yep. love that yep. Yep. he is truly at parent level now yep instinct um 
because now some Mandalorians show up and kicks the soggy Quarren's <sighs> The um, moment I saw that, the moment I saw her. So right before we talk about Mandalorians. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm talking about staff. <laughs> is like literally in three bullet points. <laughs> That's, fine. That's fine. I could lost. There, there is an issue with like all Quarren's are bad in the Star Wars universe. Um, I just, I really hate it. It can't be true, but like in every single issue of them showing up, they're all bad. They're all jerks. And not even just like, like a little shady or just like not helping the heroes. They are actively causing shit. <laughs> it just, oh, it just really burns my biscuits. Um, I'm sorry. What was the word for biscuit that I Why can't... is it okay for that to be like Bothans, but not for that to be like Quarren's? Uh, well, we're just, wait, what? Why are Bothans allowed to be always shitty, but Quarrens aren't? Because we have ascribed that, like, the audience, like, the fans have ascribed that they're always shitty, not Star Wars itself. I mean, they have always been shitty in Star Wars, which is why we've ascribed them that. Well, not- There's also examples of Bothans that are, like, Gavin's, uh, partner who I can't remember. Asir. Asir. The one good Bothan. Asir. Um, but, I mean, like- the difference is Star Wars itself, like in Return of the Jedi, like the Bothans are seen as like they sacrifice themselves, like they are like on the rebellion side versus in Star Wars canon, like all corn are bad, period. Um, and like that, that's the issue, right? It's different when like us as fans are like Bothans are useless versus Star Wars saying all corn are dicks. Um or like murderers or thieves, et cetera, right? Because again, aliens, non-humans are, have traditionally been stand-ins for people who are in real life marginalized. So when they say all of this kind of people are bad, then that reflects on how people in real world can say all blank people are bad. Um, and like that carries over and is like proven with every additional instance of yes, all of these people are bad. Um, so it just it sucks. Uh, yeah, I do want to say I think there are some good ones in Knights of the Republic, but I can't remember because I do have a very there strong is, memory. It, of it, does that count as canon? Like that's the problem. Is like does that count as canon? Like in in Clone Wars, in the movies, in now Mandalorian, like they've all been like. Yeah, Clone Wars didn't even try to, like, entertain the idea that the corn might have a point in that episode. Right, which, like, they really could have because, like, they were also kind of being tricked by, like, Darksiders and etc. Um, but, like, yeah, it's just this unequivocally all Quarren are bad beings and cannot be trusted and, like, X, Y, and Z. Um, and, like, that is an issue when they do these things in star wars anyway so hey it's a group of three mandalorians in royal blue armor um they pull the mando out of the water and of course he immediately just asked them to help the child um Koska reeves which i only know because of the subtitles um dives she's in. not she's not in anything else so she's okay. a sasha banks's character yeah. yeah right i mean they don't say her her name yeah. during the yeah that's what i meant not that she's appeared before oh, um yeah. And rescues Yiddle's egg, 
Um, she's fine. Agito's fine and probably a little spooked. So it's good that Mando holds holds them. Um, that was so to, cute. Yeah, it was so really cute. Good. He starts to say that he's been tasked to take Yiddle home, but then stops when all three of them take off their helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and again, another moment where you can't, like, obviously he has his helmet on, but you can totally see the facial expression. Yeah, he's just it. like, what the fuck? I think it's just like, just like the cop. Cobb, yeah. Did you I just... think he was like, where'd you get the armor? Instead of being like, oh, you're Mandalorian. No. He was instantly like, I, no. You I think an underrated part of this scene is there's a moment where Yiddle looks up at him like, you can do that? That's allowed. <laughs> right. Very cute. Right, Yiddle's just like, what the fuck? Um, like, why don't you do that, Dad? Right, I, I never get to see your face. Um, and so I assume that, like, everyone who knew Bo-Katan knew it was Bo-Katan by the markings on her helmet, but I knew it was Bo-Katan aside from spoilers um, because I know Katie Sackhoff's fighting grunts. <laughs> 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 because uh, she's great in Battlestar Galactica, she's but she's Battlestar so Galactica. good in Riddick. Um, and so I know her fighting grunts from Riddick. And I was like, oh, oh Katie Sackhoff, oh, Bo-Katan. <laughs> That's um, so funny. Yeah. The moment, like, like, the instant I saw her armor, I was like, I recognize it. Silly, I, I was, recognize that helmet. I was looking away because, like, I'm writing show notes as I do it. And then I heard mm-hmm. her grunts, and I was like, oh, Bo-Katan. <laughs> Bo-Katan's <laughs> here. My immediate thought, because I'm a giant nerd, is the second I saw the episode title, and they were talking, like, the previously on Mandalorian thing, the armor was talking about taking off your helmet. And then it's, like, chapter 11, the heiress. I'm like, it's not Bo-Katan, is it? <laughs> Yes. Because Bo-Katan was Mandalore, and they and for a while until yeah, Gideon took the dark until Gideon took the dark saber from her, so she's like the heiress to Mandalore in a way, and that's where my brain immediately went. And then the second I saw her helmet, I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" You were correct. <laughs> yeah, um, I was like screaming out loud. I was making a lot. So, of, I made a lot of sounds during this episode. <laughs> I made a lot I, of sounds when she turned up. I have one question, and then I'm gonna let y'all say whatever you want that isn't directly like about the plot of this episode um so is mandalore the name of the planet and also the name of the position Mandalore's the name of the planet and then the mandalore is like the ruler okay yeah. that's and all the, you need to and, know and go ahead and in rebels bo katan <laughs> it set bo katan up as becoming mandalore yeah she like unites the clans and gets the dark saber and then i just saw that season and then bad yeah. things happen and then <laughs> bad things happen yeah um, this was extremely cool. Um, it reaffirmed what we were saying in the first season, I think, that uh, Din's clan are, like, orthodox <laughs> Mandalorians, and that not all Mandalorians are like that, which I do appreciate that they finally, like, got into that a bit. Um, one thing <laughs> I also, like, because obviously, okay, so Din got saved by Death Watch. Like, we know by the armor that was Death Watch that saved him, and then would have turned to the covert that he was part of. Um, it and also, in the first season, he has a Vizsla in that clan. And I always, like, thought that Vizsla was more, like, would be a more traditionalist clan um, to exist. So it would make sense if they broke off from everyone else to be like, no, we're going to make this actual traditional Mandalorians. We're going to go back to the old ways, the one way. And then the rest of Death Watch was like, no, we're good. We're, we're not going to do that. Um, because, like, the ones in the covert aren't wearing the Death Watch armor anymore, off memory. Well, they're no longer they're only visual memory, so someone, they're, they're children. the children of the watch. I think yeah, exactly. Like, I think after Mandalore falls with Maul, Mandalore didn't really fall, but like after that whole thing with Maul, we really only know that Bo-Katan was the one that 
kind of changed her ways because of what happened to Satine. We really don't know what happened to the rest of them, except that Vizsla died. But, like, unless I'm remembering that There were more Vizslas is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. There were more Vizslas. And, like, they already took a pretty fundamentalist approach to being a Mandalorian, um, which is actually really interesting because, like, Clone Wars was all about, like, Mandalorians are pacifists now, and everybody was really angry about that. And now you get to see, like, the... Well, because Deathwatch wasn't... Yeah, the repercussions of Satine being like, we are now a pacifist society and a group of people that were born, you know, into their entire culture is based off of being a warrior. Um, so that's really interesting yeah. to me. And it's like, like, I fully respect what Satine was trying to do. But oh, yeah, like, Death Watch as a concept. Yeah, originally, because I mean, they were like, you know, terrorists. Um, <laughs> but they very much did want to just like, make sure the old ways were remembered. Um, and be able to see how that's transformed in this show is really cool. Also, because I, I love that. So, yeah, I love that they straight up said like you were raised in a cult of extremist, like extremist religious zealots. Like that, they, they are like they take the way and break it down to like its most fundamental elements. But like, I loved when Din was just like, "Why do you have that armor?" To Bo Katan, who's like who led Mandalore at one point, and she's like, "Um, I've had this in my family for generations. What the heck are you talking about?" Like, that was such a great moment. And you can kind of see in the end, like, Din, who was immediately so skeptical of them, by the end of the episode, he's kind of like, okay, I understand it now. And maybe even starts, like, questioning, like, his way or his interpretation of the way or what he was taught. Yeah. I mean, I don't think his interpretation of the way is bad necessarily because the covert did keep themselves alive and has kept Mandalorians alive, but also is going to cause friction with other Mandalorians. Um also, I did kind of lose my mind when she, she said Kreese, because I was like, oh, Satine. Also, I, I, when... I was kind of um, sad that she's like, I'm the last of my line. Yeah, that also made me emotional. Yeah. I also love that he's just like, oh, you're not, you're not, you're not Mandalorians. Like, I know, I'm, I'm off. Bye. <laughs> he just zooms off. But I really like, I always kind of wanted this show. There's such interesting potential with, like, not only this, but Boba Fett, too, where, like, Mm-hmm. Din can ask himself, what does it actually mean to be a Mandalorian? Yeah, because apparently like, Jango that... and Boba weren't Mandalorians, so what does yeah, that actually mean? Is... Yeah, like, and there's this really interesting thing, like, as he starts getting, like, more emotional connections with people, taking off his helmet is probably going to become a more, like, attractive prospect. So seeing other people who interpret the way differently than he does is interesting to see how he's going to react to that. Also, him mentioning, like, I love that he's using Quested as a verb still. Very good. Extremely good. But, like, when he's, like, Jedi, and they're just, like, uh... <laughs> Jedi! What do you know? What do you know about the Jedi? <laughs> yes, him awkwardly uh, zooming off is very funny. <laughs> like, nope, I'm not dealing with this. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. He's such a baby. All right. So, the Mando... Again, when they take off their helmets, he's immediately like, where'd you get that armor? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Um, <laughs> the Mandalorian asked calmly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, I was immediately embarrassed for him. Yeah, like, she's... <laughs> She's Bo-Katan, my guy. Right, and like even she if you don't, she is so much cooler than you will ever. Right, and, and like even, even if you don't know like who she is, like 
when you look at them and when you watch them fight, like they obviously know what they're doing. And so for him to immediately be like, where'd you get that armor? It's just like, you need to take several steps back. I thought it was so funny when he's like getting in her face, like there's only one way, the way of the Mandalore to the Mandalore. Yeah, Yeah. I found that extremely funny. (laughs) I was in her face is just like, uh, (laughs) it is very secondhand embarrassing. It's me. (laughs) She's like, you're saying that to me. I am the Mandalore. (laughs) Yeah. What's Obi-Wan's line? I do know the Mandalore because it's me. What is Obi-Wan's line? I'm such a terrible fan. In the very first movie of Star Wars, Ben says a thing. Never mind. I'm gonna edit this out. I have no idea what it is. Bo-Katan introduces herself and how she was born on Mandalore and fought during the purge. Oh, yeah. He says, of course I know him. He's me. Thank you. Okay, you called him Ben and I'm like, we're not talking about this right now. Um, and oh god so so she explains to Dim that he's a child of the watch which like whenever a group is called the children of blank always sirens run cult like whether for better or for worse it's a fucking cult no matter what the children of blank the children of cults it's see also our other episodes of Rogue Padron happening right now. <laughs> Cults, baby! Um, it's cult time. Um, so Children of the Watch, is a, she explains, is a religious zealot cult that broke away from Mandalore to try to restore their ancient way. Yiddle, Extremely orthodox Mandalorian. Yes. Yiddle is so funny because they look up to Mando and they're like, oh shit, we're in a cult? Like, <laughs> Dad! <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> and of course, Mando's like, there's only one way. This is the way. And again, <laughs> jetpacks off like a dick without even at, like thanking them for saving his <laughs> life and the baby's life. Like just yeets himself away. This dude doesn't know how to deal with complicated situations. Oh my God. No, nuance is not a word in Din's vocabulary. No. I'm pretty sure I said before, like he has big on the spectrum vibes. Again, big on the yeah. spectrum vibes. Yep. So, Bo-Katan and friends um, blow up the Corrin boat before yeeting themselves back to wherever they are hidden. Uh, Mando is walking along, probably singing on my own in his head. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All by myself. (laughs) Feeling sad, probably, and like questioning his entire life, etc. And then is surrounded by a group of Corrins, led by the brother of the captain of the boat who tried to kill them. Which is fair. Yeah, he did kill, well, his brother well, did die. Yeah. So he calls Yiddle a pet, which is bullshit. Mm. Um, but the court insists that he killed his brother. Uh, but then, again, Bo-Katan and friends jump in and say, and she says, no, I did, which was baller. Um, <laughs> and then they immediately just shoot all the Corrin's dead and ask if they can buy Mando a drink. I love that they're just like, okay, we're gonna follow this guy around because he's fucking useless. He, he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't deserve this. Like, they are they are being way too kind to him at this point. Yeah. I think at this point, they're like, we need to take back Mandalore and we he's... gotta get everybody that we can and that includes this idiot. He's just a dumb no, I don't know if they're taking back help. Mandalore, the planet particularly. From... Bo-Katan talks about it, though. First he the does talk about saber, it, yeah. then the planet. Then the planet. Um, yeah, just the idea of them just following him, just waiting for the right moment is very good. 
Let me, he'll, he'll fuck something up again. We'll have to save him. We'll have to save him again. <laughs> and they're not wrong. He does end up in these situations Very quickly. I mean, it wasn't his, like, honestly, this time, not his fault. Not his <laughs> fault, but it still happens to him a lot. It still happens, right? Honestly, a, a lot of the time. Yeah, do you remember the part the where he said to the Corrin, it wasn't me? Like, exactly. that's what everyone says, Danny, even if He's it was. He's a target. Like, <laughs> Din Djarin is a target. He is so, chaos walking. I mean, to be real, like I think that is part of what comes with him never taking his helmet off. Is that kind of makes him a target? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So they, I think they're in a different tap cafe and not the chowder pub. Um, but Bo-Katan explains that more of a that, chicken noodle soup pub. Yeah, mm, not as good as the chowder pub. No. Uh, bo <laughs> explains that Trask is a black market port and that it's getting rich off of selling things from Mandalore. Um, and that they're seizing the stolen goods, and when they have them all, they will go back and retake their home, seating a new Mandalore on the throne. A new the Mandalore, right? Capital M Mandalore, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's 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 M A it's M A N D A apostrophe L O R E. No, yeah, it's, it's not. Yes, it, it is. is. What is it's this? No. Is the no. Yeah, it is. Mandalore. So the difference is not the the, it's the apostrophe. <laughs> yes. Where the is slight, this between the, the A and the break. L? Yeah, the slight break you take between the A and the L when you're saying the word. Mandalore. Yeah, Got there it. you go. Oh, I'm um, so mad. Star Wars, why? So, <laughs> in their defense, they came up with the term when the only, it was never like planned to be spoken aloud. Yeah, they were planning on using this in a TV show that was going to be like the main Star Wars thing coming out. <laughs> so, Din literally never having been near the planet Mandalore in his life is talking about how it's cursed. <laughs> Again, when he was like, it's cursed, everyone who goes there dies. I'm like, no, buddy, that sounds like radioactivity. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bo-Katan tells him not to believe everything he hears because, wow, he's getting fake news from his cult leaders? What? Oh, that sounds fake. Huh? I don't know if it's entirely from the cult leaders. It could also be an imperial propaganda yeah. thing. Um, cult leader. This gave me big Hunger Games <laughs> yes. vibes because everyone thinks that District 13 is like extremely radioactive and gone, um, but that's not the truth. And so like, I feel like similar vibes here. It, yeah. it does kind of track though, because my understanding is that Mandalor- Mandalore was like embroiled in war for a really long time. And that's why Satine yeah. was like, this is not how we're going to do things anymore. So I guess that kind of track. And then, of course, they got Maul and the Empire. And- I mean, it, it tracks that a lot of people died there. But it's not, like, cursed. <laughs> like, a night sister didn't, like, go there and, like, was like, none of these buns are good enough for me and then cursed the planet. Like, I mean, we don't of- know. That could have happened in the time gap between I mean, now and Siege of Mandalore. I, I hope we don't it know. happened, but I don't trust ours to be that good. Because <laughs> yeah. we do know that there are night witches fly around ships out there. So I don't night sisters Star Wars. They ruined my life. Um, <laughs> they ruined all our lives, Meg. Yeah. But uh, Mandalorians oh are stronger together, and their enemies want to keep them divided. Uh, Mando says that that's not his his mission. He's got to take Yiddle to the jetty. He's quested. <laughs> He's quested to take Yiddle to the jetty. Um, so when Bo-Katan asks what he knows of them, he's like, nothing. <laughs> Which is just so funny. Because he says it so earnestly. He's like, nothing. And we're like, what? Nobody knows anything about the Jedi. And it's like, like, oh no, Bo-Katan's sister was definitely banging a Jedi. 
She's like a Jedi broke my sister's heart and then got murdered. Also, like both. Also, I mean, like, they definitely were had an extremely like, ace relationship, but they were in love. Also, Bo-Katan had interactions with Obi Wan too, and the like, Jedi and Ahsoka. And Ahsoka. She's like, like she, knows, she Jedi, knows. She knows the Jedi. She knows. Of yeah. the Jedi. Oh, she knows the Jedi. Yeah. She was around for all of that garbage. Um, oh yeah, there was also I guess Ezra. <laughs> Yeah, she, and Kanan. Kanan was also in the yeah. Episodes. She knows Kanan was also there. She knows the Jedi. Um, <laughs> and he was hoping. God, this is so embarrassing for Mandalorian. For Din, it's Din so Sink. embarrassing. It's just constantly embarrassing. So embarrassing. And like Mando's, like I was hoping that you know you could help me, which we know that they can. Um, Yiddo wants the world. I was hoping you could help me, which is why I ran away from you the first time you showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> Look, he's had time to think and sulk. It's fine. Um, so Bo-Katan says that she can lead him to one, but they need help, his help on a mission first. They go spy on a Gazanti freighter, um, that's been loaded with weapons. They can't sneak aboard before it leaves because they do a scan for life forms. So the plan is to jetpack on board while they're sterile atmosphere because they can't get at speed until they leave the harbor. Um... There's probably, like, just a squad of stormtroopers on board, and Mando's like, fine, I already killed a fucking crate dragon, so, like, this seems easy. Um, wrong. <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> so Mando goes to the frog family and asks them to babysit, which Frog Mama immediately agrees to, because Frog Mama is kind and generous and good. And as hard as we've been on Din this entire episode, I think we need to give him props for seeking out a babysitter. Mm-hmm. We've only seen him yeah. do this once for before, once. and yeah. clearly he needs to be doing this more frequently. Yeah. Do not take the baby on this mission. Somewhere <laughs> at some point in his You're brain, it went, Don't I'm about this. to go on a life or death mission for the, what episode is this? For the 11th time in the last couple months, <laughs> I should find a babysitter for this baby. Mm-hmm. And he knows a responsible parent. Yep. He knows two responsible parents. Yeah. Um, and Mando tells Yiddle to mind their manners, especially about that. That being, Be respectful. Being eggs. Um, and Yiddle looks at the eggs, but then sees a tadpole emerge and looks delighted. Um, and like, quick, quick pause here, because I saw a tweet about it before I actually watched the episode, but like, obviously I knew what happened. Um, and Whatever happens in this episode with the baby and the eggs and the frog family does not absolve any of the errors or the hurt from the previous episode. And I saw people, unfortunately, some people that I respect usually (laughs) um, say that like, you know, people were too reactionary. If these two episodes were aired together, then there wouldn't have been a problem. But no, there is still a problem with the content from the previous episode in regards to Frog Mama and these eggs. Um, Whatever learning that happens in this episode does not negate what happened in the previous one. That hurt is still valid. That opinion is still valid. Um, There still needs to be more diversity in the writers. (laughs) And I think think it's... the reason why that is the case is because it, the issue at hand wasn't about the characters to begin with. The issue at hand was how this issue was handled by the show. Right. So, so just because the the story went in this direction of this episode doesn't change that they found it, that that they made the unfortunate choice to be glib about the eggs in the previous episode. Correct. Yeah. So, people, come on. Um, so backslash I, discourse. Yeah, 
Um, so I know this Ugh, jerk Imperial captain from somewhere. It is yeah, well of her. Where? Who is it? Okay, so I know him from Lost and from Agents of Shield. That's not where uh, I. But I think he's, you know in, he's in a lot of stuff. He's and in a I, lot of it stuff. It took me out when I saw him because What's I was like, name? yo, that's Titus Welliver. This is, like, this is st- he's, he's definitely murdered someone. I mean, fakely murdered someone. <laughs> what's, his, what's his name? Titus what's his name? Welliver. Welliver? Yep. Titus Welliver. I spelled that wrong. Sure did. No, I spelled it right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Transformers. Ugh. Transformers? <laughs> <laughs> He's been in some shit. Yeah, he's he's, oh, wow, he's, he's been, been around the block in the nerd properties. Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. recognize him in this episode. He's in white I didn't recognize him either, but I don't recognize him. So now oh. he's been in Star Wars, I will probably recognize him. Oh. <laughs> I don't think he's been in anything I've seen. He was in CSI and I very recently just like really marathon CSI really hard. Oh, did he kill someone in it? Uh, no, he was a, like a policeman slash CSI. Oh, well then he probably definitely killed someone at some point. Right. At some point, but just not in that episode. Yeah. So, um, your, so your brain was right when you thought that. Yeah. Oh, he was in X-Files. He wasn't in a Criminal Minds episode, which is where I usually know people from. Because. <laughs> I have seen nothing with him in it, so I'm good. That's weird. But like, I was like, I know him and I can't. I can't believe him in the show because I'm like, I know you're in other things. He's, he's one of those actors <laughs> that it's, it's hard to see him play different characters because he's got such a unique look and the way he talks right. is very unique as well. He's very like monotone, no, yeah. ma- like, no matter what character he's playing, which is very, not, not monotone, but just like, like chill, very yeah. subdued almost. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, sure. at least he doesn't sure. look like my ex-husband. So that's a plus. <laughs> Points, points for Titus Welliver for not looking yeah. like Meg's ex-husband. Yeah. If I never yeah. see Bill Burr again, I'll Huge be fine. Congrats. It's so weird hearing other people talk about that, the fact that they recognize people. It's really weird. Um, so the Mandos jump jetpack on board. They are very cool. They are very murdering. Uh, did they really need Din for this? Um, <laughs> no, he is. Wanted to, this is this is bonding time. Yeah, because he is like Din <laughs> yeah. is Din is clearly the least effective He's person not on this team. Um, I'm just glad he didn't pull out the flamethrower. Right. Mm, I really wished he did. Uh, that would have like, been really funny. Yeah. Like once again. <laughs> We talked about this in season one. He is better than like all of the bounty hunters, but he's not necessarily better than like a fully trained Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> like those are two different things. Um, especially someone like Bo-Katan and her crew who lived on Mandalore, like were really part of, of like the Mandalorian. They've been doing this a long time. Yeah, like it's, it's different. <laughs> a really long time. Um, so the jerk captain tells the pilots to climb despite them not being allowed to because they haven't left the harbor zone. So that's an infraction. Um, what a mood though, as like a low level worker and your boss just being like, do the thing. Those like, like okay. little baby pilots, I felt kind of bad for. <laughs> they're so like, not that bad because they're <sighs> Imperials, but like, they're yeah. like, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but how many is in a squad of stormtroopers? Because it seems like it's a lot. Yeah, a apparently lot like six dozen. A lot. I mean, they might have been wrong and it might have been multiple squads. Yeah, because I'm like, there's just, there was a lot of bodies. Yeah, I think it was more than one and they were just 
downplaying it to get Tim to join them. Yeah, they right. like straight up lied to him. There's like, oh, there's like four. <laughs> there's like yeah. four stormtroopers. <laughs> um, I've only seen four, so. <laughs> <laughs> so they just have to, the stormtroopers just have to hold the Mandalorians off until they jump into hyperspace. Um, that coward Imperial looks like my provost. That's <laughs> a provost. Uh, they are in charge of like the actual academic part of a university. Oh, yeah. He was very funny. He's like a true Imperial in that he's a fucking coward. Yep. <laughs> he's so funny. Like this whole bit was one of my, was like, for me, one of the funniest bits Star Wars has ever done, ever. It's pretty good. Um, so... Mando is mad. Oh, sorry. I tripped. I skipped one. But like, jokes on them because they trapped the Mandalorians in the cargo control area, which is exactly <laughs> where they wanted to be. <laughs> the, the like the captain or whatever the guy, the main guy, the, the main imperial. Captain, yeah. When he's like, "You trapped them where? <laughs> Do you not see how this could be a problem?" <laughs> Because, like, the acting in this is so funny. Bo-Katan had the time to, like, get herself through the doors as they closed, but she was, did not. She just made it look like, oh, I'm coming to get you. No. Um, oh, no, I'm trapped. How terrible. Right. So the Mandalorians then yeet the imps out of the airlock. Uh, Bo-Katan then calls the captain and taunts them and explains that they're not jettisoning anything. They're taking the whole ship. Mando is mad uh, about this because Bo-Katan is changing the terms of their deal. Get used to it, bro. Um, if she's deal's take- getting worse all the time. <laughs> right. If she's to take the throne on Mandalore, uh, she needs something. Something that was once hers. And the imps know where it is. And obviously, we know that it's a darksaber. Um, Mando is mad. But she just tells him, this is the way. Get wrecked. <laughs> I love the idea that, like, anytime a Mandalorian has, like, an argument about something, they're like, this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> End of the conversation. Like, sh- shoot, I can't. I don't have a comeback to that. I literally can't. <laughs> I have to say, this is the way. It's the only reply. Like, that's, I have spoken. Like, you just, <laughs> what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Um, so, Jerk Captain calls Moff Gideon and asks for reinforcements. When he explains that the pirates have taken everything but the bridge, Gideon says reinforcements are no longer an option, and the jerk captain knows what he must do. And the baby pilots seem not pleased with this answer, and as they should not be pleased, because jerk captain shoots them in the necks, and then turns the freighter into a nosedive. Uh, we find out that the other Mando that's with them is named Axe Woves and It's a very good name. It's a what? <laughs> Did you say good name? It's like it's it's not as bad as Trapper Wolf. Nothing is as bad as Trapper Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> but Axe Wolf I feel like I need to say for our audience that Saf froze and is unable to defend herself at this moment. It's a good Star Wars Oh, there thing. she is. Axe <laughs> woe. I, I don't, don't tell Meg Saf, but I kind of like it too. It's a good Star Wars name. Axe woe. I think it's cool. <laughs> uh, Meg, I think you're in the minority. It, it took a while, but we I'm finally got to the point. I'm, 
I mean, we got to the point where Meg is disappointed in all of us. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, insert a disappointed Moncala dot gif. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Moncala does not think that Axwoves is a cool name. <laughs> um, so they're losing altitude fast, and the Mandalorians are held up by the last of the stormtroopers in front of the bridge. Um, but then Din sets some charges, just runs for it. <laughs> he gets shot a lot. Uh, but manages to toss the charges to blow the stormtroopers up. Uh, Mando and Casca manage to pull the freighter up in time. And meanwhile, Bo-Katan threatens Jerk Captain with a knife to take her to Gideon to get the Darksaber. She says if he does it, she'll let him live. But Jerk Captain knows that Gideon won't. So he chomps down on space cyanide, spionide, I guess, um, and kills himself. <laughs> That's right, spionide. <laughs> This isn't the first time we've seen this happen, right? Yeah. I think it's I don't know. Yeah. Like it looks I, really familiar. I'm so sure I see this. I know it happens before. many times. In I, I feel like I've seen this Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, that's what it is. No, I mean I Ray. Right. Oh, like cut, the electrical thingy. Cut off one head, bites it down, and he dies. It's not and electrical it's, in that one, right? It's just it like, like a, electrical it's just poison, it's, right? It's literally cyanide. No, no, that's it's the electrical thing I feel like I've seen before. Not, I mean, not the biting down something and dying. That could have been in anything. Like, this is not the first time that someone's, like, died with a... That'll be our listener question for this week. Tell us, tell us if we've seen this before. <laughs> yeah, tell me <laughs> what know. this electrical cyanide is. Yeah, spinide. Yeah, spinide. <laughs> so, Casca tells Bo-Katana they gotta get out of there because the imps have set a distress signal. Bo-Katan invites Mando to come with them, but he says there's something he has to quest. Um, so he asks again where the Jedi is. Bo-Katan <laughs> tells the Mando to go to the city of Caladon on the forest planet Corvus. The forest planet of Corvus, which does not say, <laughs> is it Corvus or is the system called Corvus or is the sun called Corvus? It could be both because like they like, say the forest moon of Endor. Yeah, and Endor the is the planet- name of like, the sun, the planet, and the moon. Correct. Um, yeah. But anyway, it means crow. Get out of here. We already saw this. We already <laughs> saw this, Dragon Prince. How much more is Star Wars going to steal from the Dragon Prince? First it's, first it's Sorin, and now it's Corvus? Like, stop it. To be fair. And unfortunately, is this a- isn't the part of the sentence that made me the most mad. We're not even there yet. We're not even there yet. <laughs> to be fair, there is also a ship called the Corvus in Star Wars. It's Aiden Versio's yeah, ship yeah. in Battlefront 2. Okay, they need to stop recycling things then. We already had this discussion. Where's the beak? They do, because (laughs) in Rise of Skywalker- Show us the beak, Star Wars. They do, because in Rise of Skywalker, there's a droid named Dio, when there already is a Dio in Battlefront 2. And I'll never forgive them for that. What's the point of having a story group if they can't keep this shit straight? Anyway, me and Brie Lavoie are the only two I know it sounded like I was joking, but I mean that. What are you doing, story group? Um, They don't listen to this. Uh, So, how else are they getting all of our ideas? There's a lot of evidence that they do, actually. The shit. Uh, No, what? You know what? (laughs) I mean it, though. They need to get their act together. (laughs) Um, So, again, the city of Caledon. On the forest planet of Corvus, and Ahsoka Tano will be there. <laughs> um, and in the show notes... Can I say something controversial? Hold on. Uh, in the show no. no- I have to explain the show notes first. Uh, in the show notes, I wrote a really large ugh, and I changed the font to Comic Sans to properly just, like, explain my distress. 
Can I can I say something controversial here? Go ahead. You need to chill the hell down because I'm very excited about this, and you need to be excited for Seth. So <laughs> so I have been very vocal about the fact that I didn't I don't care about Ahsoka really, or I, I didn't want Ahsoka to be in the Mandalorian. But I will not lie to you. The second that Bo Katan was like, "You're gonna find Ahsoka Tano," my brain was like so happy. I was like Ahsoka. <laughs> And here's the thing. Just, I want to be Steph. happy with you all, but if the casting rumors are correct, it means that we're now up to two known transphobes like as main characters in the show. And I just can't yeah. get over that fact. And that really sucks because I really want to be excited about this. And like, I yeah. think it's, it's fun to see the connection. And I know so many fans have been wanting to see this character in live action for so long. And if the fact that this is the person they've chosen to play or just like is such a disservice to the character and that sucks. Yeah, like that's fair. And I agree. I do agree. But like, and I'm not talking about necessarily like this thing of Ahsoka, but in general, like, I don't, I'm not talking about her being in the show. I'm talking about the general idea of Ahsoka being in things in the same way that other things are in things. Um, like people keep coming back in Star Wars, which is a thing that happens all the time. I love um, that sentence. <laughs> it's a thing that happens in things. You know what I mean? No, I, do um, know, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean, which is why I love it. Yeah. And like, there's a thing with like someone like Ahsoka is that she's been around for a long time whether or not you like the clone wars she is an essential character in star wars um like that's a that's a stat, like a fact now she is essential to star wars um she was in rise of skywalker as a voice which means she's probably dead by that point um like when it comes to this plot when they need a jedi and they're about mandalorians like of course it's gonna lead to ahsoka because she's the only jedi still around who has any connection to mandalorians who was not Obi-Wan, who was hiding off in a desert to look after a baby. Um, that would be a good point for, for connecting with Mandalorian, though. Because um, they could Steph, I hate to be this person, but Obi-Wan has been dead for <laughs> be, six looking years. Looking after these extremely chaotic children. Yeah, Obi-Wan's... Oh, yeah, he is dead. Mm-hmm. Everyone's very dead. <laughs> I totally lost track of where we are in this universe. That man is... Wow, Ahsoka's really gonna be so dead. long. So I agree that, like, yeah. for the story they're telling, Ahsoka actually makes a lot of sense. And she, so... makes the mo- she makes the only sense. Making up a new Jedi at this point, would make everyone really mad because there's another living jedi which people hate even more um like she's the only person that makes sense and also the most important thing is that people who are new to the star wars universe should be allowed to play with legacy characters and make up a new character so that like they're not using a legacy character means that these people don't get to use those characters they get them taken away and are like, here, have a new character. You don't get to touch these ones. Because this is a writing room of people who aren't just Dave Floney and John Favreau. There are other people there and they should be able to use characters like Bo-Katan and Ahsoka if they want to. Um, and that's something like that's the thing that I feel strongest about is whether or not we want those characters. I think we should let new creators in the universe use them anyways. Even if you're going to make the Filoni's going to Filoni argument, like... Yeah, but he was already felonying, and and that's why the story led to Ahsoka is because it's a story about Mandalorians. And I think I think it is a bit unfair to pin yeah. it all on F- Filoni. I think Disney marketing looks at Ahsoka and goes, put her in things because she is a character that a lot of people love, and she makes a lot of money. And now you can have like live action and Ahsoka, Mer- and a lot of people love her, and she means a lot to a, a huge amount of people. You know, for like the, my generation who who grew up with Ahsoka being like a central Star Wars character, she's a very, very big deal. So I don't think it's necessarily fair to be like, I would not be surprised at all if like Filoni didn't want to put her in it, but Disney corporate or Lucasfilm corporate was like, put Ahsoka in the show. Bring Ahsoka back to life in Rebels and put her in the show. 
you know, I would not be surprised at all if that's the case. Now, Filoni is going to, like, do whatever he wants, and he's done bad things before. I just don't think it's, like, a fair thing to say, like, oh, it's entirely his fault that Ahsoka's in everything now. Yeah, and also, like, coming as a creator who could, like, one day potentially work on things like this in a staff writing room, like, I would be extremely mad if I came onto Star Wars and I wasn't allowed to use someone like Ahsoka. Like, especially if it was such a big show. Um, like, not necessarily Ahsoka in particular, but I would be really mad if they were like, we could use this character, but let's not like do what Star Wars does and make a connection with the rest of the characters that always exist um, and make a new character. And I'd be like, fuck off. Let me use Sabine. Let me use Barris. <laughs> and then I would bring Barris back. And finally, me and Brian would have Barris back. This all boils down to that. <laughs> it's like, it's really tricky because I, I want to see the character again, but also the circumstances around who is playing this character makes it almost impossible for me to be excited to see this character in live action. Yeah, which extremely sucks when I mean it's the same thing with like Cara, it's the same thing with Cara Dune. I made no secret yeah. that I really liked that character, but I can't I, I don't anymore. Like it's it's permanently kind of stained. And as much as I can like tell myself that I can remove myself from it, like the character is not the actor that plays them. It's really, really tricky to do. Yeah. Sorry. And it is extremely like heartbreaking as someone who really loves Ahsoka. And like knowing from the start it's gonna be tainted. I'm not gonna be able to enjoy it is really fucked, honestly. Like she's one of my favorite characters ever. Yeah. Um, and then they did this, which they could have not done. They could have just hired someone else. But on a positive note, maybe we'll know what happened to Sabine. What yeah. what if this is where we find out what happened to Ezra? <laughs> yeah, also we could find out well, because there is like See, talks of the being this a rebel is my sequel. problem. This is my problem because it's not just about Ahsoka. Because like people are gonna be like, Well, now let's find about Sabine. Let, what about Ezra? And like that's what I don't like is that I really don't have any particular feelings about Ahsoka in general. But it's that and I know that like, yes, Ahsoka works with the storyline because of how the storyline is developing. And yes, there is a full writer's room with other people who I actually, I don't know who they are though, is also a problem. Um, but like, it's still the same people getting to decide what happens. And it's like, it's just, it's just too many of the same things when there is just so much to tell. And this isn't just about Ahsoka. Like, this is just about Star Wars refusing to take chances with other things. And like, that's what makes me really frustrated with other things, with other creators, with other showrunners. Like, yes, Bryce Dallas Howard, she got this chance, but she's also a really safe choice for Star Wars, right? Like she, like, is one, she's a white woman. She, like, ha her father's Ron Howard who produced a Star Wars movie for Disney. Like, Star Wars can do so much and means so much to people, but, like, they keep allowing the same things to happen and, like, the same mistakes to happen where, again, we have another transphobic person on this cast when they had plenty of time to fix this. Like, we know they can. They could, They took Kat Tabber out of voicing um, Princess Leia for Rebels, which was like an even smaller thing. Um, and so like it, I just don't understand why it has to be like this. And like, that's what frustrates me about it is that like, they like put so much effort into doing things like this and then they can't give frog lady a name and like 
do fucking better because, but then like people get appeased because they get their favorites and like they get to see what they want to see. But all of these other marginalized things are important to like marginalized people still always get forgotten and are seen as not important. And like, that's what I can't handle. Like it's, it's not okay. <laughs> I think they very much should do a end. Like yeah. they should do this and that. Like, right, and like that's what I don't, don't understand. Do that enough. Like they're not even working on any other animated show right now, and like besides like Bad Batch. Are they and, not? Like, no, no, it's just Bad Batch. Not that's been announced. That Rebels yeah. sequel's been rumored for like years, but they haven't officially announced it. Right, and like we don't Batch, know for sure right. like anything about Cassian, like anything about like Obi Wan, and like that's just what really sucks right now is that we just don't know anything, and what we do know is like so familiar and so narrowed and it's just mm. like ugh. i think they're so scared of announcing stuff and getting it canceled that they just don't even tell us anything right which is like understandable in the pandemic. literally the opposite but of game development <laughs> literally the opposite of game development right but again like which is like we'll announce the game five years early and then start making it twice right maybe a third time it's and never tell you anything about it right it's just like such a messed up thing and it's a completely selfish perspective what I'm about to say here. But it's so messed up because I love The Mandalorian and it's like the only thing that's brought me like any modicum of happiness in the past few weeks. But at the same time, it's like, why? I'm so like, and then I feel bad because I'm excited about it. And it's, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think it's like you said, Ash, we've been, we haven't had Cara Dune these last three weeks and they've been really it's enjoyable been nice. episodes for us. Like, it's really, <laughs> we met Frog Lady, you know, we... We met yes. Cobb Vanth, which was, you know, was which actually, was surprisingly was not terrible somehow. Very <laughs> fun. Very yeah. fun episode. Very fun character. And it, I think the real test will be when she shows up on her screen next week, how do we react and how does how does Star Wars handle that, which all signs point to shittily. I think, like, it's really important to just not accept, in, in the case of The Mandalorian, where there's so much problematic stuff, outside of, like, story things, because at the end Ugh, of the day, yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter if Ahsoka's in the show or not. But it does matter who is playing Ahsoka. It does matter who's playing Cara Dune. And I think, like, people, especially today, some, there was some idiotic tweet that made me so angry. Oh, yeah. It's like, people are just so quick to accept that because it's good. And, yeah. And it's like, I was like that when, it, when the Gina Carano stuff first came out. I was like, well, I'm not going to let a transphobe ruin it for me. So I'm just going to suck it up. And I love the show. And the show makes me really happy. So I'm just going to try to forget about it. And lately, it's been, I can't do that. I yeah, can't like, like I am so scared for when she turns up because it's know. next. It's next week, unfortunately. But it oh, um, it is. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. It's. I just don't think that we can like sit by and 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 be like judge the show is only a show at this point because there's so much there's so many problematic people associated with it now who are playing like major characters. It's not like Gina Carano's playing like yeah. alien number three at a cantina or something. It's like Kara's the female Cara's lead only. of the show. And Ahsoka is a major character. And now, like, a char- that character is going to be forever tied with Rosario Dawson. Sorry, I don't know if that makes any sense yeah, anymore. If I'm like, they've managed to... And I don't totally, want to be, like, Yeah, they've managed to, like, totally taint this stuff. So let's finish up the episode. And um, she tells Mando to tell Ahsoka that he was sent by Bo-Katan. Um, she tells him that his bravery will not be forgotten and sincerely says that this is the way, which was nice. Um, he jumps out of the... He just she's jumps to, out of the freighter. to be nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what he does. He just jumps off of shit and out of shit. Which, like, he's just like, he jetpack. Jetpack. He's, fine. <laughs> he's just so happy that he has a jetpack now and can right. And now he knows how to use it. Um, so he goes back to the, to the frog household. 
Um, and Yiddle is making friends with the newborn, and they're so sad to go when the Mando comes. The baby, um, the baby weird friends. They're like so reaching out friends. towards the frog. So oh, cute. So cute. I hope they visit again. I want to see like with all of the like the tadpoles, like all of them. I yeah. want that fam. I want the frog family to have a sitcom, a Disney Plus sitcom. <gasps> oh my god, yes. I would watch the hell out of that. Absolutely. Um. And the Mando thanks them and congratulates them on their newborn. Um, and again, the baby being friends with this frog baby does not absolve the issues of the last episode. Yeah. Um, frog Mama and Frog Papa boots, boop snoots again, and it's just the best. <laughs> so wholesome. Um, what a frog lady to boop snoots with. Right? When Mando returns to the crest, he's disappointed with how little was fixed, despite giving them on Kella... <laughs> Dock worker. It's one of the sweater. shoulder knits. Right. A thousand credits. Uh, inside, there's just a bunch of nets for some the reason. The wasn't even the broken bit. And like, <laughs> listen, we've seen Mon Cala ships. We've seen Mon Cala architecture. They are not a goddamn Pier 1 imports. There is no think- reason why this Mon Cala is just like, yes, nets. Yes. I don't think this guy was actually an engineer and he just took the money and was like... So, maybe that's why this guy is on this planet and not working on <laughs> right, actual Moncala yeah. manufacturing <laughs> because he was rejected here? from Moncala school. He has no actual training. He's just like, yeah, nits fix things. <laughs> He's like a modern yeah. artist that does like net art for the, for the, the museum. <laughs> this random guy just comes up and is like, fix my ship. I'll give you a thousand credits. He's like, fuck He's like, yeah, I need I, that money. I was here to do like an art presentation at the local museum, but okay, if you're giving me money, I'm a starving artist. artist. I'll take it. He needs the money, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so they take off, and what's probably a baby mama core slithers out of the control panel and almost attacks Yiddle, but Mando catches it just right, right on time. Um, and then Yiddle eats it. Well, Mando explains that he finally knows where he's taking them, and it's gonna be a bumpy ride. And it sure is a bumpy ride. It's definitely a bumpy ride. Yep. Yep. Is that thing even gonna survive jumping into hyperspace? Questionable. Because <laughs> also, as they take off, you see a piece of the ship fall off of it. Yeah. That's why I imagine we're going back to Navarro next week. So he can be like, hi, Grief, fix my ship. You need to fix this for real. <laughs> Dude, you need to just get a new ship, honestly. Like, remember when my son saved your life? Fix my ship. <laughs> you did the hand thing. How about you fix my ship with your hands? Um, yeah. Well, so so I think episode. it was pretty clear that we had a lot of fun with this episode overall. All the all of the uh, negativity was about things to come potentially. Um, yeah, but this, this, great, this might be the last episode of Mandalorian that I we can you know, enjoy. Consider as yeah, you know, maybe this was the finale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great, great series. The, this is a great note to go out on. Like between the Moncala and the Chowder and like Boca, and like this is a good episode to go out on. So I, I had yeah. a, I had a great time. Thanks, Mandalorian. Chowder pump. I love that chowder pub. Keg sandwich chowder pub. I also love the stupid Imperials. So good. They're so stupid. So stupid. Classic Imperials. I love a stupid Imperial. God, it's funny. My favorite gags are always stupid Imperials. And like even, I mean, Axe Woves was like, they can't even hit the side of like a Bantha. Oh my God, remember Axe Woves? (laughs) I do remember Axe Woves. My favorite Star Wars character, Axe Woves. I love Axe Woves. It's so stupid. I love it so much. Like, does that mean 
Does that mean like there's a, there's a line of wolves? Like I want to know what siblings clan, and parents are names. The clan wolves. Like <laughs> <laughs> their lineage is woven through history. Right. Is there like a hatchet wolves? Is there like a machete no. wolves? Hi, no. I'm Axe Wolves and this is my brother Gun. Like I need to know. I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> my brother Gun Wolves. <laughs> Could be. Could be. There's a lot of there's a lot of siblings. My parents ran out of names. <laughs> Vibroblade wolves. Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Katana wolves. Katana. Okay, but someone would actually probably name someone Katana Wolves in Star Wars. My and favorite one, Machete Wolves. <laughs> Machete Wolves. And it's Machete just wolves. Danny Trejo. That's that's who it is. Like it's yes, just yes. Okay, <laughs> no, get Danny oh Trejo to play Machete Wolves. <laughs> that would be yes. so good. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Now that's a oh story I can get behind. Fins up all in on that. <laughs> <laughs> How about we have a spinoff about all the wolves? Yeah, great. Maybe the wolves move to Trask and their neighbors with the frog family. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, Axe great. Wolves somehow survived being shot in the neck of the ship crashing and the frog family took him in. Wait, Axe Wolves got shot in the neck? No, Axe Wolves is a Mandalorian, not one of the pilots. Oh, okay. I got very confused there for a second. <laughs> he becomes like the godfather of the baby frog. Aww. Wait, Axe Wolves yeah. wasn't an Imperial? No, no Axe Wolves is the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> Take us home, Saf. <laughs> it's late. We gotta go. I still laugh first. Okay. Oh no, I look at the show notes for the things and they're not there. I gotta do this on my own. Um, <laughs> hit us up on Twitter at RoguePodron. You can find us at the website RoguePodron.com. Our email is RoguePodron at gmail.com. If you want to know more about our band, <laughs> find us at Patreon.com slash RoguePodron. RoguePodron.bandcamp.com <laughs> They give you one of our stretch goals. Um, I'm gonna make that and just do the only song that'll be on it is, is the, the banjo. Of King, yeah, is a banjo version of the Virtue of King Hansel. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> what a man solo! What a man solo! Uh, subscribe to our podcast on any of your favorite podcatchers. Leave us an iTunes review because we love those. Tell us yeah. you love us. Tell us we're doing a good job because we need that reassurance in this year, 2020. Yes. <laughs> um. Great. So next time we're going to Caledon. No, we're not. We're going to. No, we're not. We're going, <laughs> going ship shopping. <laughs> wow, I just went through that recently. I can relate. Because he needs a new goddamn ship. <laughs> One with like an actual harness for the baby. Or like, I don't know, that flies has an intact hull. One of the things. Um, so until next week. May both suns shine on your tail. <laughs> Cash out. <laughs> Ax Nav- I was about to say Ax Navarro, and I'm like, that's not his name. Ax Navarro. Navarro. <laughs> that's a better name. Also sounds like name. a Star Wars name. <laughs> I was going to try to make the sound of a ship falling apart, but I didn't know how to make that sound, so I'm not gonna... Any sound could sound like a ship falling <laughs>